uh, Chad, what's the scuttlebutt? No, we already <laughs> talked about it on Camp Goose, but I don't want to make you guys talk about scuttlebutt again. I mean, it's we fine. mentioned scuttlebutt, but I just don't. I don't want to make the kids sad. We, talk, we t- talked about it on Camp Goosebuds, and then you guys didn't listen to it after that entire conversation. <laughs> I was tired. Chad, I read Dan to Dan 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 to Dan Dan Dan. You did. You read Dan to Dan to Dan to Dan, uh, and you and you and you seem to like it. I did. I did really like it. Oh. it's a it's a manga, and I'm kind of in a manga zone right now. I really like. He's in the manga zone. I'm in the manga zone right now. No, he's um, in the manga zone. Come on, yeah, down, you know. <laughs> Come on down to manga zone. <laughs> Get in the zone. Yeah, it's good. Dan to Dan. It's Dan to Dan, right? Dan Dan to Dan. I don't know why it's called that. I like a lot of manga and anime and stuff that has nonsensical kind of onomatopoetic titles. Like I like Dura-ra-ra. It's almost a marker of quality. Whereas (laughs) on the opposite end, you have like stuff that's like two sentences long. Like I can't Mm. believe my girlfriend is my new butler after starting a new life in another world <laughs> can't believe i turned into a car in worlds in a world where people fuck cars <laughs> in another world where people fuck cars. In another world where people fuck cars so two pass for our banter welcome yeah. to, uh welcome i'm just like welcome to goose but that is the banter can't do that you know you can't do that here uh one door is marked gator okay okay and one door is marked ice <gasps> Ooh. um well, I feel like uh, being a devout uh, altar boy of Ice Church, I have to vote Ice. Chad, I appreciate you offering two options, but I, I think you knew that us uh, pilgrims of Ice would never go into any other door. <laughs> I'm I'm glad you picked Ice because my prompt was just we need to talk more about Ice Church and get it going. In Hell this yes. Hot, Hell hot, yes. Hot, hot, hot summer. We need to. What better time to pull people into Ice Church than when the temperatures are going higher and higher. Listen, there's going to well, be more. There's going to be more ice on this earth in a little bit, and uh, there's <laughs> going to be plenty of fertile ground for our church. Yeah, Wait, there's going to be more ice to date. To date the pot, the pod a little bit. Uh, there is a wildfire burning in Canada, and I know, listener, you turned this on to escape from <laughs> things that are happening in the world. So I'm sorry to drag you back into reality, but. Uh, the East Co- the East Coast is kind of uh, a little smoky, a smoky problem zone right well, now. And hey, Ice Church, we never claim to sugarcoat anything. We give it to you straight, you know. <laughs> we claim to coat a lot of things in ice, yeah, of but course, not with sugar because <laughs> sugar is expensive. The ice might be a little cloudy, but our our rules aren't. There may be some ice on that bottle, but don't let it fool you about what's inside. Uh, off the top <laughs> of your head, you good old choir boys, mm. what are the tenets of Ice Church that you can recall? Oh boy. Um well there's a thing under the ice. Right. Yes. I think we built a church over that, right? Yeah, we built we built a church over the thing under the ice, and we're trying to melt the ice to get to the thing under the ice. And Wait, we're trying to melt the yeah. ice or we're trying to keep the ice going. Well, humans are full of are warm and full of sins. Yeah. So we're we're praying over the thing to Yeah, we're we're gathering body heat uh with yeah. new followers. Because we don't want to use fire, it's anti- it's against our religion. So we have yeah, to, of course. So we have to use slow fire, body heat, mm. to to melt the ice to release whatever is below there. That I don't even know that we know what it is. We yeah. wanted to come out. I thought we were keeping it down there. Well, you know, there's three of us, and I can imagine that they're, you know, inevitably, as with any like big religious organization, we're going to splinter off into sex eventually. Mm-hmm. And- Oh my god, I'm a splitter. Oh no, I didn't realize. Chad has already started the schism in that he doesn't want the thing in the ice to come out. And we're like, that's 
kind of why we started Ice Church. I thought we all agreed that that was the Ice Church, but you're an originalist. I thought we all decided that there's a big shadowy mass down there and it don't look friendly and we need to keep it under the ice as long as possible. Why would calling people into Ice Church with their warm body heat solve that problem, Chad? Well, that's the test, right? Because I think one of the things we do in Ice Church is you have to sit on the ice with your bare naked butt. Mm-hmm. Right? And mm-hmm. that's a part of our sort of like atonement. We're so that you're closer ice. to the thing under the ice. <laughs> yeah, but like we don't want to come out. We want to be reminded of it. Right? We need to be like, you need to come in here with as cold a butt as possible. Wow. I thought that the butt thing was like a princess in the pea situation where <laughs> you had to come in and put your bare butt down. And if yeah. you're like, there a mass under here? We were like, you're in. You get it. Yeah. You you felt you felt the presence okay. of the thing under the ice. I I'm okay with that. It just matter not we're pr- into the presence under the ice or not because it scares me, y'all. <laughs> that presence under the ice. Listen, all right. With the way things are going, we're gonna get kaiju'd eventually. Mm. Might as well be our kaiju. Might as well be our guy. You know. So during church, are we like trying to cause friction with our butts on the ice? Are we like rub your butts? No, so the, that that would be unseem. Come- that's kind of unseemly, Chad. Oh, I think we just okay. kind of <laughs> go in there, you know, give up our body heat once a week uh, to the to the ice. You know, ice church gets a little lower, uh, which is you know a progress you really don't see in regular church. Like you know, <laughs> you don't really see visually how everyone is getting closer to God every uh-huh. week in church. That's what's better about ice church is we do see it. We we have a little like inch meter on the sides. Like we went down two centimeters. See, this sounds, last week. Sounds like Chad's all about meeting the thing under the ice at this point. I think you're seeing the mass, Chad. I th- I think what I here's where here's a, in my mind how this kind of works out is to you guys publicly I am as one of the the triumvirate founders of Ice Church. The three popes, yes. Mm-hmm. The three <laughs> the three popes. Uh the trinity of the trinity of popes. Would you would you call us the popesicles? <laughs> I love it. Love I love it. it. Love it. I'm already getting ideas for the wardrobe. I love it. <laughs> I would say I'm to you. I'm like, yes. We, we, boy, I can't wait for that dark, sinister mask that I swear is looking up at me to come out of the ice. But after church on like Monday, mm. maybe we don't have church on Sunday. Who says we have to have church on Sunday? Whatever. Our day off. Let's make it a, one let's of you make it a, let's make it a weekday so that corporate America has to give us off. Yeah, oh, yeah. Let's great. do let's, let's do Wednesday. I always thought people uh, have Wednesdays day? off. Yeah. yeah. I like yeah, that. Yeah, because in Catholic school, like, we had to have mass on Wednesdays, and so it was a nice way of like, oh, what a way to break up the wake up the week. To yeah, sitting here about a God that doesn't believe in me. Um, <laughs> I play Space Kings on Wednesdays. Available now at SpaceKings.space and book. SpaceKings.space. <laughs> so it's a good day to just kind of chill out. So we have church on Wednesdays at Ice Church. That's great yep. to know. Yeah. Um, but you know, one of the days, like maybe you know, one of you guys is coming in on Thursday just to I don't know, make sure that the power is still running. I like to come day. in on Thursdays and risky business across the ice a little bit. <laughs> If I may say, Paul, it's a sl- it's a mild sin. It's, it's the a, lightest of sin. We need to have a little. Sin. If there's no sin in the in the religion at all, then you know, like what what are we fighting against? You know. Yeah, the thing in the ice like wants us to have fun in the time okay. we have left, right? Like, sure, <laughs> before it devours us. It wants us to have very warm, frictiony fun above it. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, I say this: you're causing friction that isn't about uh, you know, thinking about what you are and all the mistakes you've made at normal church sessions. You're having a fun time doing it, and I don't know if I want our religion to have fun. God, we're really heading towards that schism. Yeah, schisming up. Uh, all right, but you know, here's what it is: you're doing that, and you're coming in. This is a, that's like your little secret, right? You're like, no, it's not. It's a it's a minor thing. 
It's a minor thing. Mm-hmm. But you come in there and you turn on the lights and you catch me with a hose. Uh-huh. <gasps> I am pouring. Are you recovering? That's it. Schism. Instant schism. I'm starting the Jolly Boys uh, and we're going to have fun with Ice Church. Instant schism because our landlord says we have to pay for water, Chad. Yeah, but I mean, uh, that's that's what Kevin splits is on the finances. Uh, that's just the kind of Pope I am, baby. I'm, I'm Pope slash treasurer. <laughs> <laughs> Just add in a little bit, just a, little, a centimeter of ice every week to, to counterbalance the centimeter we're losing. Well, Chad, you're, back, you're backsliding us. <sighs> Don't you want the world to end and the thing in the ice to, you know, go fight Mechagodzilla or something? Make a good point. Make a good point. What do you want to do, Chad? Do you want to do you want to die in a bed surrounded by people who love you, or do you want to <laughs> die in the mouth of the thing beneath the ice who's about to go fight Mecha Godzilla? I just want anyone who's part of Ice Church to feel welcome to come to me at any time, and and you can confess to me that you also find the thing in the ice a little scary. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. You know, I was gonna try, I was gonna take you to task, but I feel bad. You know, I think our schisms can get along still. Yeah, but no schisms in the ice. I no, we want to we want to smoothly wake this thing up. We don't want any crack. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think a shard is unseemly. Like a crack or a fissure in it, that's like that's wrong. We want it to be like he's melted down like Austin Powers. Uh we we also want to be conscientious about like when the thing is going to break out of the ice. I'm not against putting a little water back on if we think like we could have a better <laughs> yield of folks. Like if a really like, good and like if a really good video game's coming out in like three months oh, or yeah, something. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And you know, people are like, I'm gonna take Ice Church off to go play video games. It's like, well, we yeah. don't want them to miss like a good part of the melting, you know? So we Yeah, or we like rented out the church for a day to like a hockey team. We're like, <laughs> we don't want it coming out while we're not there and the hockey team's on top. We need to make sure it's solid for another Oh, week. we're we're playing hockey in Ice Church. Sure. Full contact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no helmets. No helmets. You know what? That'd be kind of cool is every once in a while you notice like the ice is like a little red it's from blood that's frozen back into the ice. And then the, and then the red gets sucked deeper and we don't see where it goes. Oh, that's cool. Ice church is red. We can, we can heal this schism. Welcome to Goosebuds. Welcome to Goosebuds. I'm Kevin. I'm Chad. And I'm Paul. And usually we talk about Goosebump books, other YA books, Give them the hard-hitting critique they deserve. Uh, but today we're going to visit another thing connected to the 90s that is close to all of our hearts. Uh, hey Arnold, the Nickelodeon TV show. Yeah, I wanted to be weird. Uh, and I remember there being a few spooky episodes of Hey Arnold. So I figured we'd, we'd talk about like the first spooky episode of Hey Arnold, I think. Unless you consider being lost downtown spooky. In which case, the first episode. You you know, it's funny you say that, Kevin. The next episode that aired right after this, uh, when we watched it, was Ar- Arnold gets mugged by an adult man. Oh, that's yep. right, who, mugged. Who has like has like yellowed eyes, like yeah. like drugs, heroin stained eyes, and he just <laughs> fucks Arnold up. Jesus. Yeah, as a as a kid living in the suburbs, Hey Arnold was my connection to what. <laughs> It's being a kid in the city might have been like. It's funny. I was going to talk to you. I was going to ask you guys that, like what your connection to the show was, because I watched a decent amount of Hey Arnold and I also grew up in the suburbs, but had much, all the rest of my family lived down in Philadelphia. So I would yeah. go there a lot. And I, I knew as soon as I went to Philadelphia and as soon as I watched Hey Arnold that they were not talking about my city that I live near. <laughs> but but I I could I still felt like I was getting a connection to the city life and it was nice to see. I do like how vague the city is in Hey Arnold. Mm-hmm. Like it 
it could be uh you know new york it seems like new york yeah it seems a lot like new york but it might not be (laughs) nothing makes it explicitly new york no no there is a rust beltiness to it especially in the haunted train episode yes Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. according to the wikipedia it is not new york city and it is it is supposed to be in Washington State. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, Washington. Mm. Okay, Pacific Northwest, baby. Which I don't know. I haven't been to the Pacific Northwest, so I can't speak to how the cities feel. But this city feels distinctly northeast. Like I guess that could be yeah. a Seattle, but yeah, it feels northeast to me. Um, There's a lot of brick, and I kind of associate brick with northeast. Yeah, but I, I associate brick with Chicago personally, but maybe just all cities have brick, it. and we're just a. To- just Chicago's got a lot of like old brick buildings and, like down in that building under the trains a blues legend used to play and that kind of thing. <laughs> and and Arnold does have a bluesy vibe. It does. Like, there's there's a there's a jazziness to it. And I love the early Hey Arnold episode so much. Um I don't know if you guys got around to watching the season 5 episode I recommended. I did not. Okay. We don't have to talk about it. It's it's DigiPaint and uh, there's no song in it and why would we even bother? Ugh, sorry, it? wait, dig, DigiPaint. What are you ta- what are you talking about? You know, and um, well, like the hair and all we watched is uh, is you know it's on cells, right? Yeah, and uh, hair and went on for five years, so it lived to see the transition to digital oh. cells instead of like you know, so it looks bad. <laughs> <laughs> Live lo- it lived long enough to become terrible. Yeah. In case we didn't have enough to talk about, uh, listener, just to be like totally transparent, in case we didn't have enough to talk about, I did suggest a season five episode called The Ghost Bride. Uh, not only is that kind of, that episode kind of messed up on Paramount Plus, uh, it's also like just a bad episode. Like it has no soul to it. It's just kids being dicks to each other. Can I ask why With, you recommended it? Was it because it was scary? I looked up what are the scariest Hey Arnold episodes, and that came in at number one just because it featured a real murder-suicide. Whoa! Wow! Whoa! But there's really not that much to it. Oh, okay. But, God, the list, right? Can we talk about the list? The list. The list is a thing that I think about constantly as an adult. Really? It is a uh, Ferris Bueller's of an episode. Yeah. <laughs> it has extreme Ferris Bueller energy. A lot of, uh, you know, it's also Nickelodeon. A lot of, it feels like very much a Pete and Pete plot. Yeah. Yeah. Something something little Pete would have done. It's a nice sort of like, uh, here's some advice snuck in there uh, and some like metaphors and like, oh man, like they set this one up so beautifully. And the other one is set up very similarly, similarly where they give you kind of the episode outline before the episode happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're because like Gerald like reads out the list for a kid's perfect Saturday and, you know, you eat three bowls of sugar cereal. You watch uh, cartoons until dance craze comes on. Mm-hmm. You bike down the steepest hill in the city. You uh, play catch with every kid in the park. What's that? Oh, you watch a movie, the same movie three times. Three in the movie times theater. in a row. I was surprised. I was surprised by that part of the. I th- we definitely need to analyze what this list is, and, and if it's not well, really clear, we yeah, need to. Is... What we need to do is assign time stamps to each of these activities and see if it is even <laughs> possible to to get through an entire the list in a Saturday. But that's yeah. the beauty of the list is the list is like perfection. It's such a like kind of like Zen episode where it's like perfection's unattainable. Absolutely, and you have this like subplot of grandma trying to move her piano into the the apartment and it's not working out Mm -hmm. and it's like the episode's all about finding beauty and imperfection and as a kid it is really super hard to find beauty in in imperfection it's way easier just to get frustrated 
with imperfection. Mm-hmm. I think the list is also t- telling us that anything worth doing is worth overdoing. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. It, it's not a bad thing to try and achieve the list, you know? So yeah, the the list, I, I, which I appreciated was, and these are all the kids are on the playground. are like, hey, it's Saturday, it's Friday. What are you going to do tomorrow? Like, uh, I think it's Sid or one of the other kids pulls out the 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 with the veneration of an artifact the list that is folded up into this very interesting like triangle square yeah yeah sits the one with the green hat and he does like the little kneel and he goes gerald please take the stage and i love that the it is folded in a way you know the way it's folded it's folded in the way that a girl would fold a note do you guys remember that Oh, yeah. How do they do that? I never learned, never learned that technique. It was a wild technique. It reminds me of uh, the paper football fold. Very close to, yes. Ah, yes. Except it's a little square. Yeah, except it contains itself perfectly so that you can, uh, it's, I, the, the, the note fold is a beautiful fold. It's uh, American origami, if I, if I would say so. Do you guys remember carrying around, like, like, shit like that? Like, just little, like, kid artifacts? Like, this is a list of cool shit that I like, and... Maybe mm-hmm. that goes in the box full of cool rocks you have. I can I share can I share the most embarrassing one I had was yeah, I had a folded up piece of paper in my little my little kid wallet. You know, when you're when you're like, I'm an adult, I have a wallet with five dollars in it. Uh-huh. That's me. That's that's me right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh is at some point in like elementary school or middle school, I thought I had solved the electricity problem. Okay. Which was essentially, I'm going to find, I bet I probably have it still somewhere, but it was essentially like, what if you just put like a hydro powered electric generator inside a big sphere of water and then you have the water just kind of like the orb just spin around like a washing machine. So this is like a water Dyson sphere. A water Dyson sphere. And I was like, yeah, then the water passes through the generator, which powers it to turn. Yeah. And then any excess water is siphoned off. Yeah. And I was like, this idea is brilliant. Why has no <laughs> one done this yet? And I drew out a diagram of it very detailed. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. And I was like, I need to, and I felled, folded it up and hid it in the most secret pocket of my wall. And it's like, someday I'm going to, I don't know, bring it to Shark Tank, which didn't exist yet or something. And just like, I'm going to save the world with my brilliant engineering. Chad, idea. that's beautiful. The only piece of paper artifact that I had in my wallet was a, a, uh, a contract that I wrote to a friend of mine who lent me a dollar on Donut Day to buy a donut, and I sold him my soul. You did the Bart Simpson thing? Yeah, I sold my soul for a dollar for a donut. <laughs> worth it. Honestly, worth it. I had a bunch of sketches of, like, this planet where, like, the sun, instead of light, produced sound. And so all the what? plants were shaped like ears. Whoa. And, Whoa. Uh, and then my science teacher told me that sound can't travel through space. <laughs> And you said, shut up, old man. And I kind of was like, well, a part of me died today. (laughs) You should have said, not yet, old man, and then walked away confidently. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's kind of influenced my world building ever since for my fantasy projects. Yeah, did you? Yeah, it feels very Space Kings, but also like I don't know, like a like a Rush album art or something. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, it was just like here's a weird sun that produces like waves that little weird plants pick up, and the the idea of the universe full of stuff instead of full of nothing has been incredibly appealing to me ever since. I love it. These are actually not to knock this episode. I think this is these are all kind of cooler than. 
the the list itself that everyone agreed on it's it's a solid list. I feel like it's missing something. Well, I don't what's know your what. Chad? What's your list? Yeah, what's, what's your list yeah. for? Yeah, I, I thought about this while watching, and I guess mine's not as interesting. But mine would be uh, play a video game all day without your dad coming and telling you you had to mow the lawn and three and three and three neighbors' lawns. That that to me, what a beautiful fucking day! Can you imagine? <laughs> I don't know if you're being sarcastic. No, mocking, mocking no, people, I mean that. Was that no, thing. it was like I. Chad, I directly lived that same life where all I wanted to do was just to grind in Final Fantasy for like six hours straight, and I wasn't able to because I had to go grind on the mowing beat. Ah, <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. I feel like I live the list every day a little bit since, you know, I make video games and podcasts mm. and I'm a little weird fairy child mm-hmm. uh, who just does whatever the hell he wants. But um, I did watch my friend's uh, house for a weekend. And I just kind of had to fill time. So I read manga for like the whole day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hell yeah. And then like my friend came over and we watched like all we watched Babette's Feast. Beautiful. Beautiful. (laughs) Uh, And I think we also watched Waking Dead Divine, which is another big one. One of your 12 movies. It's one of my 12 movies. (laughs) Both of those are two of your 12 movies. Yeah. So that's like one sixth of all the movies I've ever seen. (laughs) That's that's what it that's what it says as one of the bullet points on your list is watch one sixth of the movies that I've watched. Yeah, and then like you know I played video games and looked at magic cards and fell asleep. Like that's okay. Yes, <clears throat> I think these are great, and I think to to go back to the Hey Arnold list, here's what I think is brilliant about the Hey Arnold list. One one item on it in particular to eat three bowls of sugar chunk cereal, which presupposes <laughs> that those will be the three meals you have for the day. <laughs> And, oh yeah, and, and, yeah, and yeah. what that means is that you do not have to prepare any meals. You are maxim you're maximizing the rest of your time for the day because those are pre made meals that you- all you gotta do is pour and eat, and you're back in. You're back into the list. You're just you're just carbo loading yeah, for the rest of the day. And sugar Guys, loading. It's sugar breakfast. Like sugar breakfast is the thing that humans crave. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing better than a bowl of cereal <laughs> in the morning. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing there's wrong. There's nothing, nothing better. better. I think about it all the time. I always I always want a bowl of cereal. It is like <laughs> the most comforting food in the world. It's because it's a food and a drink at the same time. Oh, it's so nice. Uh, Paul, we haven't heard your perfect Saturday. You know, oh, mine is very similar. I think mine would probably be play video games all day because that's the one yeah. thing that I, I don't get to just do anymore as an adult. So I would want to play video games. And I think the, the cereal would be would be very important, but I do think I would like to get outside. So I think that I like that idea of biking down the steepest hill. I think that's a great one. Um, I would probably do that. I would probably bike somewhere and have uh, bike somewhere really far, but beautiful. Yeah. And then yeah. at the end of it, I would want to have a big crispy beer that I chug. I chug, I chug it and I go, woo, and then hop back on my bike. And yep. and then ride back. I love a big, like dumb piss yellow beer after physical. <laughs> and get that, it's, <laughs> the burn, the good burn. It's the greatest. It's one of the greatest feelings uh, you can have as a as an adult. You work a hard day, and then you yep. have a burger and a really crisp piss beer. Uh, yep. a pissy boy. If you will. Yep. And you drink it like an anime character where you like go glug, 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 and then you have a beer mustache and you go, shoo, shoo. yeah, you know, I said I did that, <laughs> but what I meant, what I truly meant was I wanted a, pshoo. 
I definitely drink my beers like Masato from Evangelion. Yes, that's precisely it. There, there is a really good uh, fan art that's like crossover Hey Arnold and Evangelion. Oh my god. Right, so uh, Helga's obviously Asuka. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arnold is Shinji. Arnold Shinji. And um, there's the. Is Phoebe? No, Ray? It's, the, it's the red haired girl. I forget. I think she's a season two introduction. That's, oh, okay. Um, that's Ray. Grandpa's the dad, <laughs> yeah, grandpa. without a doubt. Without a doubt, it's Gerald. Um, what's his name? The the friend. Oh, Gerald's the one that's an angel secretly. Spoilers. Right, 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 right. <laughs> there is a closeness between Arnold and Gerald that you really can't deny. Um, okay, one thing I just want to point out really quick about all of our perfect Saturdays mm-hmm. is none of us said go to like an amusement park or like pay to go to a place or like spend a lot of money or whatever. Yeah. No, I'm staying home. Yeah, these are all like really uh personal, like non you can't like sell the perfect Saturday, right? No. Can't Damn. can't buy it either. Damn. And it's kind of a thing you also do alone. Uh it's interesting, like, you know, you may interact with people, but there's a there's a self-contained like aspect to the perfect Saturday where you don't have to rely on another person to give it to you. Mm-hmm. Even, even Arnold's one I think is interesting is, you know, I guess the social part is to play catch with every kid in the park. That's one of them. Right. Yeah. But, but is that really, like, a, a complicated game of catch, or is it like, <laughs> now you toss me the ball. Now you toss me the ball. Now you toss me the ball. All right, I'm out of here. Yeah, is every kid a transaction to you at that point? <laughs> <laughs> that one, as a kid, especially because I didn't, I didn't like kids when I was a kid, and I'm still, I'm still not sold on them today. But <laughs> like that one, I was like, yeah, I could skip that one. Yeah, so that one's okay. Okay, <laughs> yeah, let me. Sh- we can we can go through the we can go through the episode well, now. I so, just wanted to. No, no, totally. I think that was. I, we should know what we're, we're all, we were all thinking about because I was thinking it as he was reading the list. I was like, I don't know if I agree with all of these. Uh, yeah, and I think that's another message of the episode too. Is Arnold is living someone else's perfect Saturday? He didn't mm. write the list. This is a list concocted by another kid who we assume failed to carry out the perfect Saturday and passed it down. I assumed there was like a collective at one point about it, but you're true. This is true. We don't really get into the origins of who was the author of the list. Yeah. It's sort of like a broken, unattainable dream. It's sort of a generational <laughs> trauma list that's passed down from kid to kid. I feel like this one is a child's folklore and the next one yes. is, is an adult's folklore. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I like that. And we kind of see like Arnold, you know, wanting to have this perfect, uh, uh, Saturday, you know, he's setting his alarm, being like, "Tomorrow's going to be great." Can I ask a uh, question about the alarm? Because uh, yeah, I don't remember the Hey Arnold universe as well as I probably should. Why does he have a self-branded clock? He's uh, he's kind of like a gadget kid. Like he kind of oh, makes he, okay. he makes inventions and stuff. But do we see him make those things? Do we um, ever? I just don't remember him like putting it together. He's got like this sort of engineering sense. Like his uh, room has like a bed that like pops out with oh, a remote yeah. control and all that. Like mm-hmm. it's it's not it's never really part of his character. Like he never solves problems with his engineering acumen. It's just it's. It's part of like the fantasy of Hey Arnold is that, you know, he's like he can put a clock together. Like, I love that he has the Hey Arnold branded bespoke clock that has his little head on it. Uh-huh. And that breaks when like a, a newspaper blows into his window and knocks the clock over. Oh, that's not the newspaper. I think that is the list. The list no, breaks a, his clock. I, is it? 
Oh, see, I thought it was so interesting. So we're just just to sort of explain that moment. Arnold's like, all right, going to do this list tomorrow. And he goes to sleep. And then a wisp of a gust of wind comes in and paper is runs into his clock it would be, and knocks it off. It would be super fucking poetic if it was the list. So I thought I like it was that. the list as sort of saying like, oh, and you'll never have me. Yeah. Sort of like, but maybe it was just a newspaper. Maybe it was just a straight, you know, debris in the wind. Yeah. But then he pulls out an identical clock that he had in his sock drawer. Mm-hmm. Which is, mm-hmm. That's more, right. I thought that was but funny. I, I will remark that yeah, the, the room itself, whether Arnold lives an interesting life of contradiction where his his grandparents are land, I guess they're landlords or at they, least run, the they run a boarding house. They run a boarding house, not like the highest income boarding house. It seems like it kind of yeah. feels like this is more of a lower income income area. Yeah. But then Arnold's room I think I've talked to every single person about, hey, Arnold, the first thing they'll say is Arnold's room was a dream. It is a beautiful yeah. room. Every, that's what we, everyone wanted that bedroom. We were watching it and we were just like, that That skylight is incredible. Remember how much emphasis there was on your room in the 90s? Like, that that was like such a big character moment to see, like, like Clarissa's room or like. Oh, yeah. The room was like the, the preteen to teen sanctum. And, like, mm. there were, like, contests to win cool shit for your room. Oh, my God, yeah. Room makeovers. Yeah, yeah. room makeovers. Nickelodeon will come over and just, like, rip up your floorboards and put in an orange, <laughs> wacky, sticky floor. <laughs> it was like, uh, okay, you know, preteens and teens, they're, like, kind of, uh, they. what do they want? They want this kind of independent sort of thing. How do we sell that to them? Well, maybe it's through the room. Like, their kingdom. You, you know, they're... they're their uh, parents have all this money because the economy is real good. So every kid has their own room, right? <laughs> Which nowadays, I guess we probably have just kind of channeled all of that kid energy as adults into like the Sims or Animal Crossing or <laughs> yeah, there's our there, digital abodes. Yeah, you just live digitally. You just live online. Right. Damn. Huh. Huh. Scary. So Arnold wakes up already. He's already losing the perfect day. He has yeah. overslept. So he's yeah. al- he, he, is- he has already failed from the beginning. Yeah, and he just has to kind of keep going. And it's it's kind of like a, a a relief. Like it's kind of a bit of a weight off. Like as a as a watcher, like he's not constantly riding the line. It's mm-hmm. like ah, you know, it, he's messed up. Let's just have fun watching him live this imperfect day but things go very wrong his grandpa eats all the sugar cereal and he has to eat bran with cottage cheese prune bran cereal great prop design of a clearly a man shitting his pants (laughs) on the box (laughs) and it's very funny that grandpa eschews the the prune bran to to have the sugar cereal i am looking at the box for prune bran and you know the idea behind prune bran is that it's going to make you poop real easy but they're not they're not selling that on the cover you know <laughs> oh he's having a hard time on that one yeah, yeah passing yeah. that yeah yeah but i will say shout out to um shout out to raisin bran cuz that shit rules that shit's delicious raisin bran's a great in my later years my adult years i'll go to go to go to raisin bran it's a healthy crunch all right <laughs> <laughs> not sponsored by raisin bran okay i'll say this though uh raisin bran a healthy crunch but you know what if you get the two scoop of raisin with a lot of raisins in it the mm. chew you'll have a tired jaw your jaw is gonna be you tired will. you yeah yeah man you'll realize it, that there are muscles in the jaw that you never knew existed <laughs> yeah you want another, another cool chad food hack that everyone always loves those oh, okay yeah, yeah. Let's, let's hear it take some 
Take a, take a bowl of raisin bran, okay, and then pour a little bit of cocoa krispies on top of that. That's no mixing cereal. You know, mixing some cereal ain't nothing wrong with that. Little little chocolate, a little little wheat flakes, and little raisins. It all it all works together. Mm-hmm. In a very it's fun like a way. chocolate covered raisin. I feel like at that point I'll just put some Hershey's chocolate syrup into my raisin. Woo! Go for it, dude. Go for it. Woo! <laughs> so Arnold is like, I can't even eat this prune because the milk has gone bad. Uh, it is cottage cheese in the most uh, of great expectations, uh, Charles Dickens esque way, uh-huh. he, he takes the the box of sugar chunks and just kind of tosses some powder down his throat. Yep, that's what Arnold's gonna live off of today. Been there, it counts. Technically, had sugar cereal, mm-hmm. so he's lived part of the list. He had three bowls for an ant. <laughs> <laughs> it counts. <laughs> Got his ass. And then he's off to watch TV, uh, and he gets into most of the uh, intro song to Cyborg Robots from Outer Space or mm-hmm. whatever he's watching. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was getting a Transformers vibe from it for yeah. sure. Sadly, uh, it explodes uh, while he's listening to it, uh, not out of awesomeness, but out of his grandfather uh, messing with the uh, with the electric in the house for the day. Yep. Yeah, he tries to fix the fuse box, and he... Uh, he knocks out the power. So uh, Arnold leaves. He goes to try and fulfill the catch aspect of the list. And he catches his grandma trying to move a piano into in through the front door with mm-hmm. a squad of moving goons. Mm-hmm. Identi- mm-hmm. Identical working men. I love I love that they just copy paste the, the design of all the yeah, of all the movers. It was probably for budgetary reasons, but I love that there was just these five humunculoid men uh-huh. are shirtless with like denim overalls, <laughs> just mo- moving this piano. I I like that kind of thing because it's like like not everything has to be a memorable character, right? Like yeah, just the prop design of this, like the the mover is a prop. All those. No, I I love it. My my favorite version of that is in Frisky Dingo. There's a bunch of boards of old white men who all are the exact same model and they all go harump and they eat each other like like wolverines <laughs> i i love all the backgrounds and i love I, I just i just want to say like having seen the digipaint version of uh, uh hey arnold i love all the backgrounds and how expressive all the animation is and like all these like really quick cuts of something super detailed interspersed throughout mm-hmm. this is cool man it's just we had we had money to spend on paying animators back in the day, and we can have that again. <laughs> and moving, so so we have the little vignette with uh, the um, grandma trying to move the piano in, and she's she's being chipper even though the piano can't get through the door. Her plans are also being thwarted. Her perfect plans in this moment are mirroring Arnold's yeah. plans, right? Mm. And, gr- and grandma's mm. a great character. Uh, the, yeah, the, I think everyone remembers the turtle heist episode mm-hmm. uh, where. Arnold and his grandma free a turtle from the aquarium mm-hmm. and set it free. <laughs> Moving on, he goes to play catch in the park, and uh, he meets like the most sus-looking kid, dude. This I kid, love this kid, this real weirdo, looks like he walked off the animated set of the critic right onto this field. <laughs> yeah, he's got like a really like stiff neck that like triangles down into yeah. his shirt. His jaw is is like wider than his forehead. Yeah. <laughs> I like how a lot of the Hey Arnold characters are voiced by kids, uh, but whenever there's like a bit part creepy kid, they they get like an adult to do it. And, uh-huh. <laughs> and the ha 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 got your ball kid is 
I got your ball. <laughs> it's like totally just takes it and sprints off the wall because that's how it is in this tough city. <sighs> that's fucking real, dude. This bitch of a city. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember my least favorite part of hanging out with kids as a kid was when Kid Law took over. Oh, uh, Kid Law is, it's the law of the jungle. <laughs> yeah. If a faster kid got your thing, that wasn't your thing anymore. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were faster than young Kev. Yeah, slow kid. That was, uh, lost a lot of things. Lost a lot of, yeah. Man. First kid that Arnold threw to. Didn't even get to the play catch with anyone else. Yeah. Uh, that's off. Uh, I think by then he had also walked his bike all the way to the top of this hill in the city. Uh, well, he goes back. He goes back home to get his bike after the after the park fiasco. Right, it's, okay, it's being but... blocked in. Uh, he's losing yeah. valuable time to take care of the entire list. It's being blocked in now by the uh, ramp that the, the men have set up to try and bring the the uh, piano into the house. So he goes he goes up to the steepest hill in the city. Some amazing backgrounds here, mm-hmm. just want to say. Yeah. Yeah. The, this show lives and dies by it doesn't it never dies it always lives well i guess maybe in season five it dies by the background, <laughs> yeah, yeah, by the backgrounds uh even when it leaves the cityscapes when it goes into the, mm. to the countryside there's something really beautiful about it and we'll get more of that in the haunted train but yeah it's just yeah it's so detailed uh it feels so lived in it's not mm. perfect it's it's got a nice grit to it yeah which is why i don't think it's set in new york <laughs> right but like there there's an episode where uh Gerald and Arnold and Arnold's grandpa and Gerald's dad go camping and mm-hmm. Arnold's grandpa is recounting what World War II was like fighting Nazis and all this shit and uh Gerald's dad is recounting Vietnam mm-hmm. or I think Korea I'm not sure uh grandpa is talking about killing Nazis and uh, the Nazis <laughs> depicted have like frowny faces on their uh, black coats instead of swastikas. That's wild. I do not remember that episode at all. I'll have to look that up. That's, yeah. That's crazy. It's cool. Harold's pretty fucking cool. I, I, I love this show. I love the show too. I, I love all the moments at the top of the hill, like pushing your bike to the top of the hill and like he's all sweaty, but then that, that, that cool wind breeze. comes along. Yep. And he's ref- his hair refreshes. I love like Arnold's hair is like an antenna for his mood. Uh-huh. <laughs> He replaces the hat into the center of it, and it's it parts it perfectly once again. Yeah, and like we have this like in, this intense storyboard energy going mm-hmm. into uh, going down the hill. Yep. Oh man, it keeps. I love that it's like he's going down, and then it keeps cutting to a similar angle, but he's progressively more hunched downward as he's gaining speed, and it just keeps like jump cutting to the next yeah, yeah. to the next position. I love that. Yeah, it, it feels like they saw the storyboard of it, and they were like, "We want to." keep this energy Nail that. yeah yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he's just you know he's in the tar as as he enters the under construction part of the city and there are all the other abandoned bikes that are stuck in the mm-hmm. tar mm-hmm. dude he just leaves his bike there he's just like yeah just it's gone it's lost to him i mean are you gonna like scrub the scrub the asphalt out of the chain or possibly this is the side of arnold that they don't ever show us in the episodes but child law will prevail and he will steal another bike at some point from another child (laughs) it's true arnold's code of ethics is really malleable especially in the later seasons well the the most the most uh illegal thing to do now in this is the final moment of this is to go to the movies and sit through it three times in a row i don't think he means buy three tickets it is like sneak into the other <laughs> You're two doing, screens. you do the loop you stay inside you hide under you hide from the the ushers who come in to clean and you do the loop have you guys ever done that before 
No, Chad. No, never. Oh, I would man. never break a I law see... if, even if presented with a clear opportunity to do it. No, Chad. I you're. Just... I love the rules, Chad, and <laughs> I think that everyone should respect them. And trouble is real. It's not a fake idea. <laughs> <laughs> do you did you know that you can get scolded if you do that? <laughs> I never did. I was a good boy. I was too scared. Me too, and I would certainly never sneak beer into the theater. That's super illegal. <laughs> or snacks. You could get someone to really scold you if you do that. <laughs> Spe- speaking of speaking of nineties uh, nineties economy and inflation, Arnold is ready to go to the movies and he checks his pockets and he has about four coins mm-hmm. and he goes, "That sounds great." And I was like, "There's no way that's what money was back then, was it?" <laughs> well, I mean, it also seems to be a theater that's doing a lot of like rerun style, like older cinema type thing, and they may have a child discount. We and... had a we had a dollar theater, Chad, where we yeah. would where it was like you. I guess I had a dollar theater too. That just they stopped being the dollar theater and it became the eight dollar. Yeah, theater. they didn't last very long. Now I can see this existing as not a theater where you see new movies but as a theater where you see movies that are maybe in the public domain right right the the dollar theater is is definitely uh you know the girl running the box office is reading cute magazine and that's exactly what was happening at the dollar theater (laughs) so arnold gets to the theater and uh wouldn't you know it there's a hole in his pockets and he has lost the change Hmm. he has no way to get in and he tries to sweet talk his way into the helga lookalike uh, but she will not relent. She's fully into into cute magazine, and she says no, 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 and she sucks the ticket back in. She doesn't even acknowledge him <laughs> with the no, no, no. She no, just right. presses the button right. again to retract the ticket. I love the child. I love the. I love the acting here. I love the the desperately please, lady. I'm having the worst day. Uh huh. Uh huh. Because no one, no one cares. And this next moment, no, it's he's having a. It's a normal Saturday. He's fine, but he, yeah. you know, he's trying. He has set his expectations too high, so he walks past the alleyway going next, and he sees that the back going down along next to the theater, and he sees that the door is open. And I love the little use of the. Um, it's a moment where he looks down the alleyway and he realizes I can commit a crime right now, and <laughs> and the movie, th- the movie that's playing on whatever screen is nearest to the door. It must be some sort of horror movie, and we hear a scream, <laughs> almost as if an eternal scream of his his uh, internal angel is screaming <laughs> at him, being like, "No, no, my moral compass! You're gonna, you're gonna destroy it!" And he uh, he whistles, puts his hands in his pockets, and walks on in. Oh yeah, and we get like <laughs> we we get some like funny like uh, hearing like you know halves of movies and stuff like that. As he sneaks around trying to find a way to mm-hmm. get into the movies from the back rooms. Yeah, just some goofy shit. He sneaks uh, through the backstage and walks across the screen, uh, yep. goes al- goes along the side, ends up back in the projector room, decides to watch the movies from the projector room. Yep. Uh, and then I believe it just the, the projector breaks at that point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So well, Arnold, gets... I thought it was gonna be Arnold yeah, I thought it was gonna be Arnold's fault. It's not. It is just pure fate. He is not meant to to see this. That's movie. what I love too, is none of this is Arnold's fault. It's all yeah. just the world denying him the perfect Saturday. He gets up into the vents and like you hear the monster movie protagonist screaming, No, no, don't get any closer. Yeah. And he falls out of the vents with a scream into an open chair. That's, that's right. the first thing that's worked out for him. So you get that like brief moment of hope and then the projector breaks 
And the announcer says, due to technical difficulties, we will not be showing any more movies today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe it's because they were asking for so little money for their uh, movies and they couldn't maintain their equipment properly. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, Arnold is defeated and he goes back to sulk <laughs> on the roof of, of the boarding house, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's having a real bad day. It's a real bad day uh, where his grandma shows up like lowered from a crane while playing the piano, singing a song. And uh, she's like, well, we couldn't get the piano in through the door, so we're just going to put it up on the roof. And Arnold's like, I'm sorry, Grandma, that sucks. And she's like, what are you talking about? We have a piano on the roof. (laughs) It's great. It's like, yeah, that is what that is one of the perks of getting older is you learn to appreciate bad days. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you get a thing, but it's not precisely the way you want it well guess what you still kind of got a thing and if you appreciate it then i don't know there's a there's a beautiful not quite stoicism to it where it's not it's not like everyone has perfect control of their emotions but if you step back from a disappointing situation you can maybe find something good about it right i like that right yeah and and also there's a song and there's a nice bit of uh characterization with like the (laughs) uh arnold hears a car crash down below him while grandma's singing and it turns out a bunch of clowns have crashed and into a fire hydrant and they're getting arrested and all their balloons are floating up am i crazy or did it seem like that that person the clown was getting arrested for more than just a traffic collision there was something else going on he was tied up he was tied up on the road so i think that clown robbed robbed something i think that was a, 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 a criminal clown for sure (laughs) <laughs> but I like I, I like the uh, the the symbolism of Arnold like trying to catch a bunch of balloons and not being able to hold any of them as they float away from his grasp, and then another balloon comes to him and he like kind of pretends like he doesn't want it, and then he goes for it, and he still doesn't get that one, but he sees it like fly away. He's at least looking up now. It's a mm-hmm. good visual metaphor, and the song is great. Look up. I I had forgotten about it. It suddenly came back to me. It's like I remember this from my childhood. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Here's my question. Okay, so you're watching the from six o'clock until dance craze. Well, dance craze probably. <laughs> my guess. I'm gonna go by. Uh, my read on uh, cartoons would go until wrestling basically and wrestling would start at like 11 so I'm going to say 11 I'm going to be generous and say 11 yeah yeah that's fair right. yeah. The, three, the three bowls of cereal that's happening concurrent with all of this stuff um, <laughs> yep. could play play catch this is where we go next I mean I guess if you're doing it uh, real mercenary style like Chad was saying uh, where you're just throwing to each kid and be like, all right, see you, kid, and then get right, on the with, with transit, I'm going to say hour and a half for that Hour one. and a half. Okay, let's say it's just wow, okay. 12, th- right. 1230. Uh, yeah. Yeah, oh, I, this is feeling doable. This is feeling real doable. Steepest Hill, you take the Steepest Hill to the cinema. That, yeah. Like, that's that's enjoying your transit time, so that's possible. That's true. That's maybe an hour. Maybe an hour. Sitting through the same movie three times, depending on the length of the movie. This is the 90s. You know, it's probably a 90-minute, beautiful, tight 90-minute movie. Four and a half hours watching a movie. That's it. You got time. You got time to spare. You'll be home by dinner. <laughs> I think the three hours for the movie is going to be the hardest part. Honestly, uh huh. Oh. I mean, if you're if you're doing like actual sit through, two hours of time. That's at least. There's no way it doesn't also start. There's like at least a thirty minutes of them cleaning. You're talking about ancillary time. He's talking about the twenty, yeah. the the trailers, and the cleaning. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Exactly. That's a. That's at least. Eight to nine hours, I would say. I think we're still getting home at eight o'clock with time 
to do yeah. extra activities if you would like if you would so please to do extra activities i think this is okay. a, I think this is right. a doable i first i was doubting it but i feel i this is a doable day maybe you won't have time to go up on the roof and learn a life lesson lesson and sing with your grandma but mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah you gotta get inside before dark because that's when the the morlocks come out <laughs> I, I don't know what city this is, but it might be one with Morlocks. <laughs> it's certainly one with haunted trains. Uh, uh, yeah, so let's talk about this. The, the Probably the what more e- easily applicable to Goosebuds as a podcast. <laughs> right, this, is a, this is the horror episode that everyone showed up for, the haunted train. Yeah, I remember this being spookier. <laughs> In my memories, it was spookier than it actually is. It's uh-huh. just kind of like a goofy episode. I think like the... Pete and Pete, like trash, uh, like Christmas trash man, is a scarier character than the haunted engineer or whatever. <laughs> I think you might be right, yeah. But this is, I don't know, this is a, an evocative episode. Uh, it's just not, not a lot really happens in it. There aren't a whole lot of surprises. It's just, uh, uh, basically, you know, it's, it's summer and, uh, everybody's bored and grandpa, uh, the old, man that he is sees the kids being bored and <laughs> decides that this will not stand i guess the the paradigm has kind of shifted boredom used to be more of a thing now it's like we're concerned with kids wasting their time mm. rather than being bored yeah you, you could fill yourself up on on internet you know oh yeah till you burst dude <laughs> you can just suckle away at that internet teat all day long if you'd like <laughs> And the internet will thank you for it. So Grandpa's like, let me tell you about hell. <laughs> yeah. I love how we have to dance around saying hell or Satan or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I love how we still get to tell the story. We have to say the fiery underworld. And fire and fire and brimstone. It's not a, it's not a sulfur smell. It's fire and brimstone. Yeah. Uh, the red hot demon himself instead of Satan. <laughs> right, right. It's a cool thing. So Engine 25, was a he tells them, was a train... Yeah that uh was bound out into the countryside one day and the engineer on the front went mad and mm. uh we see him and he's got a real frankensteiny look to him frankenstein's monster look he's got like a like a mottled and patched skin with with uh stitches in it um yep. and he takes the train off the tracks and it's never seen <laughs> so again. It's never seen again, which is really wild that he that he just rode that train straight to hell. Uh, and no, they didn't even they didn't even see the hole. Um, and the but the scary thing is that every year on the anniversary of the derailment, it comes back, and un, and passengers who wait at the station will be flashed with a blinding white light, which will hypnotize them to join mm-hmm. the train in its descent back to hell. They'll experience a, a smell that smells like egg, rotten eggs or mm-hmm. brimstone of the <laughs> of the underworld. They'll hear mm-hmm. an ear-splitting inhuman music. Maybe a maybe a, a, a wailing and gnashing of teeth, teeth yep. if you will. <laughs> yep, they'll enter the zone of darkness. I love how, the, how Grandpa's uh, voice actor, how Grandpa's Seiyu does this whole thing. Uh-huh. By the way, is Grandpa voice? I need. I should look this up before I ask this. Is Grandpa voiced by Dan Castanella? Castellaneta? Castellaneta, yeah. Homer Simpson? Because um, there was like a guy in that episode that sounded like, just like Homer. It's the, like, the engineer at the end is. Okay, yeah. That's like that's ho- that's Homer. It is, his, it is his grandfather as well. Oh, that's great. Okay. Yeah, and, and, like, and Grandma sounds like like either Tress McNeil or another Simpsons alumni. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Seymour's, sounds like Seymour's yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Skinner's mom. No, you're totally right. Oh, wow. 
Uh, He's also the moving man. Yeah, Tress McNeil is Arnold's grandma and Dan Castanella is Arnold's grandpa. I had no idea until rewatched yeah. this with you guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a terrible genie, but he's <laughs> really good at Arnold. <laughs> I think we all agree. Agreed. Um, yes, agreed. <laughs> then you enter the zone of darkness, then you meet the demon, and then essentially you die. Uh, mm-hmm. The whole episode is essentially laid out from the get-go, so it's very similar to the list. Right. We know exactly where we're going and we're going to see, well, we, instead of seeing the failures, we see everything come true. Yeah. You know, we have an interaction with Helga and Arnold where Helga's the Scully and Arnold's the Mulder mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Gerald is the 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 Shaggy, I the guess. Smoking, the smoking man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I love Helga as the skeptic where she was like, I need like EKG charts yeah, and stuff. I was right. like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. show me ectoplasmic evidence. One of the, I think one of the fun parts about Hey Arnold was having kids say ridiculous shit. There are some really great lines throughout it. Like I love that when she, when eventually they do encounter the haunted train and she says something along the lines of like, why do I have to have, have such a uh, inquisitive nature or something along those <laughs> yeah. lines? Yeah, oh, curse my inquisitive nature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely boosted my vocabulary as a kid. Uh-huh. And Helga is great in the Hey Arnold canon because her character is fairly steady. Like, mm-hmm. you know, a couple characters are either bullies or uh, cowards, depending on what the plot needs them to be. Some are just mm-hmm. weird and are like perpetually weird or a punching bag and perpetually a punching bag. Mm-hmm. And Arnold is kind of whatever the plot needs him to be from episode to episode. He's just like the, mm. you know, the cipher. He's like, you know, you can put yourself on Arnold or whatever. But like Helga kind of has like wants and needs and dreams and disappointments and stuff like that (laughs) yeah it's cool to see her be a part of the crew even if she's an antagonistic a slightly antagonistic part of the crew yeah and i think the the antagonism drives things forward a bit so uh helga arnold and gerald go uh go together to the evil platform to see engine 25 uh on 53rd past livingston Mm -hmm. uh, across Mm -hmm. the place from that tire shop Mm-hmm. And they get there, and you know they just kind of chill out. And a lot of be- a fair amount of being a kid, at least in Massachusetts, is going to an abandoned bil- building and just kind of shooting the shit there. Yeah, that's what we would do as kids too. Is we w- we definitely had haunted things. Uh, yeah, not quite as much related around trains. A lot of ours were abandoned schools, mm. uh, and we would go into abandoned schools, and that is precisely what it was, Kevin. It's uh. You go there and it's a hangout. And I kind of love that about this episode is that it's like a hangout episode. We're just plopped down into different scenarios uh, until they get onto the train, which and then yeah, things, yeah. things go all kinds of They get of on like, trains like fucking fools. They've already been told <laughs> the train takes you to hell. And they're like, well, we'll just walk on board. Well, they get flashed, I believe, don't they? And they're they're Yeah, I in. guess they're mesmerized and they have to get on. Yeah, just- mm-hmm. yeah and the... Uh, b- before that, they do they do an animal cruelty with the bats. Like Arnold's just swinging a uh, a two by four at a bunch of bats that are flying over him. Oh, that's like, right! I forgot about the bat sequence. I'm like, bats aren't gonna hurt you, dude. I mean, they may have caused COVID, but <laughs> in your timeline, they're fine. <laughs> yeah they they scare off some bats. Uh, they yeah. sing a they sing a blues song a little. We got a harmonica blues that happens. Yeah, uh, and it's a beautiful little song. I, I I like this kind of style of storytelling where everything kind of leads up to a song. Adventure Time really did this well. Mm-hmm. Sure, where it's like let's kind of build a bunch of uh, scenes around 
a song that one of the one of the showrunners or or one of the writers wrote or something like that. Right. Yeah. Uh, and and that kind of becomes the emotional core of the episode. I think mm-hmm. that's a good system. I I love seeing that in you know eleven minute like time frames. Right, and, to to give a minute of your eleven minute time frame to a song is really is a lot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but it really helps like drive these things home. And you know, in the later in in season five, they discard this whole like a song and episode thing altogether. Mm. Uh, terrible but i need my songs it's nice these these songs are great uh both both ones that i remembered in retrospect yeah um, yeah uh and uh so yes all of the things we discussed happening happen uh a train pulls in <laughs> just as helga's about to leave because nothing's happening uh they're pulled on by a blinding white light uh they smell a smell that's like rotten eggs uh and then something breaks the order for them and they they think they see Satan creeping up on them. But That's it's right. Just, <laughs> it's just Brainy, the, the the running gag kid who just kind of uh-huh. wheezes and gets punched by Helga. There's some cool, scary imagery in the when the lights go out and stuff like that. It gets a little slightly surreal for a brief couple of moments, and it's very nice. It gets a little whimsy. Whimsical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the I like the red outlines and stuff mm-hmm. that they do around the kids as they're like being pulled through the zone of darkness. Right. And and then yeah, they uh they, they reach hell and Arnold's like, grab the fire hose, we're gonna we're gonna squirt Satan. Today we put hell out. Uh and they spray <laughs> down a, a steel mill worker who explains all of the all of the things they've been experiencing. And and he's Dan Castellaneta, and he sounds yep. almost exactly like Homer. It's kind of very comforting to hear. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, mm-hmm. well, I guess some people don't appreciate the polka in reference to the uh-huh. music. That brought me back to the 90s when uh, making a jab at polka was a fun and hilarious thing to do. <laughs> so, led by Weird Al, who also revered the polka. Yeah, also felt 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 very Chicago Midwest to me. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, the Polish community—they're working down there in the still. Uh-huh, yep. <laughs> and then Grandpa comes and picks him up and takes him home. And Arnold recounts the events to him, and Grandpa's like, "Well, at least you weren't bored." And Arnold's like, "But there was no Engine Twenty Five. There is no haunted train." And he's like, "Well, I didn't say that." And then we get like the full blues song. Mm-hmm. There's less of a lesson in this one. It's more just like you know the vibes. It's the vibe of well, yeah. I mean, so- sorry, I'm not. I feel like you're burying the detail of like we reveal <laughs> the ghost train is real, yeah. and there is a real demon ghost uh, at the helm singing along. It's got like uh, it's got like over the garden wall highwayman energy to it. Yeah, very much highwayman. <laughs> yes, and like. I guess a weird asthma kid is just like hanging out by the train, just non nonplussed by the ghost. Brainy knows. Brainy is a supernatural enemy. Uh, supernatural enemy, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Brainy's uh, a cryptid for sure. I love that. I don't know. It just kind of feels like it feels like an internal meme. You know, it's like. Uh-huh. And what if we have Brainy just off to the side? Like, what if we have that little bit of object permanence of? We didn't even talk about Brainy getting like thrown out of the moving train. Oh my god, that's right! I forgot him. Yeah, they I threw th- him into the water. I remember yeah. I was like, I, we were watching it. Jen and I were watching it, and I was just like, Jesus, they just manslaughtered that kid. <laughs> well, he's being a creep. <laughs> he was being a creep. <laughs> I like that. There's a low tolerance for creeps in here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I will say that I do think this episode had a little bit of a, my my t- take on it. If there is to be any sort of like uh 
thesis or uh, lesson. Um, whereas the perfect day uh, that precedes this, the list day, is yeah. a day that a kid gets to do all of these wonderful activities. And, you know, it's like kind of this idealized version and Arnold tries it and nothing works out. And he learns at the end that the perfect day is every day and it's just enjoying <laughs> what comes to you, right? Yeah, it's finding the perf- the perfect moments of an imperfect day. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And this, to me, felt like it was about the kids being bored and the and the the grandfather saying, well, anything can be really exciting and magical if you use your imagination. You know what I mean? Like it's like take it's like looking at it from like a different perspective. And and it is their imagination that ultimately takes over and makes them feel like they're on the haunted train briefly. Yeah, and also memento mori, one day you will die. And that too. <laughs> <laughs> I, there is a healthy amount of memento mori. And I, and there are other episodes that like delve into urban legends and stuff. Stoop kid is kind yep. of an urban legend. Stoop kid's a legendary yeah. episode. Yeah. Yeah. Pigeon Man, also an incredible episode. Mm-hmm. None really have the like goosebumps vibe of the haunted train. I feel, mm-hmm. and I don't know if RL does. Does RL do a haunted train at all? I don't know. Uh, sh- Goddamn should. Yeah. I don't know. I've always liked that trope. Like, I like the ghost train in Final Fantasy VI. I thought about that as well. I was like, oh, when does uh, Cyan's dead family show up on this? One? <laughs> God, like what a! F- and then science, like character development, is just over. They just kind of abandoned <laughs> science for the rest of the game. That was the peak. Wait, so, sorry. What are we? What are we? What are we referencing? I don't get it. Final Fantasy VI. Oh, okay. Have you played that one, Chad? I'm a Genesis kid. I didn't uh, get to play. Well, uh, well, you probably got to play lots of great RPGs on Genesis. Yeah, I got to play Comic Zone. <laughs> Dude, Comic Zone rocked. No hate on Comic Zone. No, that was good. It was the coolest game we had. <laughs> Did you beat it? No. <laughs> It's hard. It's real hard. <laughs> didn't know what I was. Didn't know what I was doing. It's a, it's a hard video game. You're like, I guess it depends which track you pick, but you're probably like, I don't know, what ten hours into the game, not even, right, Kevin? When you when you encounter Cyan, yeah, it's an early part of the game. It's real early, and the the character who is with you for pretty much the entire game, you learn that his uh his family died, and you see their ghosts on a train. Yep. Oh, cool. Yeah, man. Final Fantasy VI is really really good. <laughs> You know, I like the train from the Dark Tower. I like Blaine the Train. <laughs> is that is that real? Yeah, there's a there's a uh, listen. Stephen King was going nuts. There was a there's like a sentient train from the old world, and it's got driven by an AI, and it's slowly gone crazy. And it talks about this like nursery rhyme of like Blaine was a pain, and he was the worst sort of thing. It, it's it's a fun time. I am uh, doing while we've been talking about this. I've been doing a little googling. To see if there have been any haunted train goosebumps. And the only thing I find is there was an R.L. Stein's The Haunting Hour episode called Toy Train, where there's a haunted toy train. Oh. What's R.L. Stein's The Haunting? That was a, uh, I believe, a Netflix show. Right, Chad? Okay. Yeah, yeah. We have not watched it. Maybe we should check it out for uh, for Goosebumps. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's three seasons of it. Well, damn. Well, goddamn. I I would love to know how the production on that is, because uh, the Nickelodeon one was a lot of fun to watch. I took it out. I'll do it. I don't want to make any enemies. That's good. (laughs) I don't want to get yelled at. (laughs) It feels like we're at the end. So I wanted to say thank you for following me along this uh, little side tangent. I know I often break up the regular Goosebumps content to introduce a 90s thing that's 
tangentially related. This might not be the most incredible, uh, like scary children's story of all time, but I just like the warm vibes of Hey Arnold. And- yeah, I think, and we were talking about this with like Pete and Pete episode, like doing Pete and Pete episodes yeah. on this. I enjoy taking a little side step into 90s children's television. We haven't done a, we haven't done too many other books, but we ha- we have touched on a couple. I like to go out there and see what else was going on because I think one of our big digs against the Goosebumps series is sort of the uh, nihilistic yeah. uh, undercurrent through Goosebumps where nothing really matters and there's nearly no lessons to be learned from the horror. It's just horror for horror's sake. And I think good horror always kind of had a point that I was trying to make. Um, and it's yeah. nice to watch things that have that are trying to say something that is like trying to teach a kid something pretty deep, you know? Speaking of trains, did you guys realize that, because uh, I was looking at, what, did, what else did Craig Bartlett make? I was like, you know, he, he didn't make anything else for Nickelodeon, except for in the more recent years, he created the kids' preschool show, Dinosaur Train. Whoa. What? This dude loves oh, trains. Dinosaurs on a train. He, this, guy, this guy loves trains. <laughs> good, good for Craig Bartlett. He's a train yeah. man. Cool. Was that is that really it? He just made Hey Arnold and Dinosaur Train. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, he's he's he had clearly had written for a lot of other shows. He has some credits uh, as a story editor on Johnny Bravo and okay. uh, more recent years, Sid the Science Kid, and later ones. I mean, he yeah, it, honestly, uh, his main major creation though was uh, Hey Arnold, and then the more recent Dinosaur Train, which are for very different demographics and age ranges, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, hey. as long as he wasn't on Fanboy and Jump Jump, I guess. Congrats, man. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin hate fanboy and chump. I just think fanboy and chump chump's really funny because they turned down Nickelodeon turned down Adventure Time to get fanboy and chump chump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's how it is in this entertainment industry, y'all. <laughs> Who's to say? Who's to say what would have been better? Kevin, thank you for suggesting that we take a little thank side you. step. Well, they, the thank you for coming along with me, guys. It was a good time. I'm, I was happy to revisit this show. It's been a minute since I've watched it. Yeah. Likewise. Hey, if you uh, want to help influence what we watch next or read next or cover next on the podcast uh, and also support the show at the great same time, uh, the best way to do that is go to patreon.com slash goosebuds where you can pledge your support to the show. And those at the Camp Goosebuds level get access not only to our Discord, but also to our bonus Camp Goosebuds episodes. If you love the banter at the beginning of these episodes, how could you not? What if you wanted a whole episode of that? You get that every month. Whips all banter. Dozens of Camp Goosebuds episodes available for you now. And you get your name in the Book of Names, and you can pledge your powers to us. Yeah. Listen to the Book of Names segment if you want to know what we're talking about. Do it. This month's name section, I'll tell you, is pretty spicy. We put a lot of energy into it, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's got a, there's, there's a it's fun, good. there's a fun spin on it this month. Uh, other, and else, y'all got anything else? News or stuff you want to share? Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to promote a show I like on YouTube called Continue. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I think we continue to be in a continuing renaissance where every episode is just wonderful and makes me laugh, so. If you want to check out continue on the YouTube machine, even if you misspell continue typing it into the YouTube search bar, it'll still kind of take you there. I <laughs> typed in contibu and I found it. So <laughs> I've also typed contibu multiple well, times. As they say, all robes lead to contibu. <laughs> so that's my, that's my plug this week, I guess is contibu. <laughs>
Paul, do you have anything? I, I mean, it's funny because Kevin went and plugged my thing and I was planning to use my plug period to say support Kevin's new game. Wizard laws are meant to be broken. Uh, it's a, yeah. a fun little puzzler. You got to give it a shot. Oh, thanks, man. You can find that at uh, supertry.itch.io or supertrystudios.com. They just link to the same fucking place. And I will be supporting uh, Chad's things, but I know Chad is on a long term. He's he's working on something. Oh, it's yeah. Cooking. I'm going to I'm going to support the hell out of Chad's thing that he can't talk about and I can't know about. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Yeah, you don't know. I have not broken any NDAs about oh, I'm it not. Whatsoever. I'm not. OK, I was going to say I don't know anything about what he's working on. And I just know he's working hard. <laughs> Working hard in this mind. And hey, I want to give a shout out unrelated to any of this to Paramount Plus. Um, <laughs> couldn't have made this episode without Paramount Plus. <laughs> couldn't have made this episode without Paramount Plus, or at least not legally without Paramount Plus. And uh, hey, Paramount Plus, you're working real hard. You got you got Survivor. You got uh, Star Trek shows. Check out Star Trek Prodigy. You got to work on your fast forward and rewind controls a little bit. The browser needs a little bit of help there, but it's there's good content on there. And any future shows on there are going to be oh, pretty yeah. good, too. And, you know, Paramount Plus, I love paying for a thing and still seeing ads. That really... Uh, oh, my God. I really was so upset about that. <laughs> I uh, I do love, though, that when you sign into Paramount Plus, you go to Paramount Plus sign in, which is a fun combination <laughs> of words to say in your head. So here's to you, Paramount Plus. Here's to you, Paramount Plus. Thank you so much. Uh, until next time, y'all. Thanks for listening to Goosebuds. We'll see you around. Bye bye. Catch you later. Bye bye. Goosebuds is made possible by the support of our wonderful Patreon supporters, and we absolutely must read from the Book of Names. Book of Names. First, we have Stefan Jive Turkey Kuabara. Hollis Hornbeak. Low Belly Hate Me. Cameron Murphy Audio. Michael McDowell. Hey, Josh Rob. Mickey C. Nathan Dolezal. Mike Lanteri. I just real quick want to say, I feel like reading the tops of these is like Sirius should be playing and the Chicago Bulls announcer <laughs> should be reading these names because I feel like we're in like a list of names that I've heard for my entire life. Buddy Moral. Ilkade. Mel Dipson. Afshin. Brian Wells. Dango Twists. Zentacles. Stealth Bates. Robert Moon. Jason Crooker. Clay Castle. Miguel Pardo. John Keating. Yeah. Justice for Paranoia Shop content. You'll never get any. <laughs> the Juggalobalist. Gregory D. Warren. Alan Saylor. Cody Redfield. Bradford Coulter. Aiden pledges their hammer to Dwarf Daddy Kevin. Thank you, Dwarven Child. Jaw <laughs> <laughs> Jaw Slinks. Chosen One pledges his cadre of musketeers to House Kevin. Thank you, musketeer children. <laughs> <laughs> Levi Than. Up and champ. I did that joke last month, and it's still funny to me, so it's just going to keep happening. It stays in. Jonas Eggman. Carl. Anthony Mulberry. The John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation children. <laughs> Elusive Koala. Yanni Markovina. Brooke X. Jesus Christ. Christian Vanskiever. Drew Applegate. Jeremy Lowe. Brian Hobgood. Zach Connor. Patreon underscore donator comma yo. 
Joe, Spooky Digital Ghost, Tierney, Tom Widom, Andrew Jadsack will gladly take those spiked law and narration sandals if Chad has no use for them. I know what they do now, and I'm using them all the time. <laughs> Whoa. His sod is so well aerated. I'm stomping all over my sod. Lord Cornwallis will do that as well. <laughs> Carson Birkenbean knows what we're talking about. <laughs> Murph EP. Alicia Grafe. Devin Ticklebean, the Chad Swan. The Chad Swan. Oh, hello. <laughs> Sean Minogue. Rushy Glenn. Wiggle it. Luke LaFountain. Chip Handsome. Matt McClellan. John Barber. Sarah Camp. Tony Turtle. Jonas Blotterman. Juan Jalapena. Stick that down with some Keith Halcrow. Timothy uh, Misadlakis. Form it into a nice little statue with some Clay McCarty. <laughs> <laughs> Park it right there with Parker Lee. <laughs> I, I don't have anything. Paul Grasso. I love you, Paul Grasso. Aerate, aerate your sod with, and, and, and with Paul your Grasso. Sod, Paul Grasso. <laughs> Ride me out onto the middle of the lake. I want to have a lake picnic with ham underscore boat. Let's not get too crazy with Joe regular name, Scott. <laughs> Hey, everybody loves Raymond Hernandez. <clears throat> I had to clear my throat. I'm a little flammily. <laughs> Proud to say, the crowd friends, the prideful. <laughs> Happy pride. Um, You're getting the hard I'm ones, gonna, Chad. You're getting the hard I'm ones. I'm going to take a seat with my Matthew Sutton. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm over the Alex Moon, the robotic dog, over that last one. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Owen Kai. Nice. <laughs> Just a dash of Kelsey Kinnaman, please. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, I broke my arm. I'm going to need a Russell Casper. <laughs> hope everyone else likes this. I hope people enjoy this. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Xavier? Uh, that's where I went. There? Yeah, that's where I went there. too, man. Uh, oh, my God. Good luck. Wait, let me go to my favorite steakhouse. Ruth Chris, future Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you know who else great? A basketball great, Scotty Pippen. <laughs> that was easy. I'm going to have a big old bowl of Luke noodles. Uh, yeah, make pour me one, too, in a giant Hugh Bolin. I got to clean up some ice. It's all, something's been skating on. I'm going to get the Zambambino out. Uh, I got to protect my spirit organ that's in my butthole from the dungeon, Kappa. <laughs> what is happening? Grand Moth <laughs> Hamster has located the plaque base on Planet Tooth. <laughs> I don't see what, uh, I don't see exactly where this name is. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We can stop. We can stop. No, I, I, this is hard. This is good. This is going to get the juices flowing, going to get the energy up. We don't want to be limp ducks out right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hark! Is that Tobias Clark? Hey, you rhymed one. Hell yeah. Uh, don't get uh, too loverly, meet Virginia. What? You know, I, I already mixed Nathan once, but I think it's time for a Nathan remake. Hey, uh, you remember that bowl you poured me, Kevin? I need a little more kimchi. Yeah! <laughs> Uh, guys, my toe's been killing me because I read Steubendyked it. Um, <laughs> you, you know who I saw the other day in a large, uh, you know, pants-shaped castle? It was Estimeno, Lord of Paul's <laughs> Pants. You know, I was down in Australia and I saw a whole pack of wild Joey Evans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hold on to your pants because Chris Paranormal Pajama Priapism Nelson is here <laughs> to fling them off. <laughs> We're killing ourselves. We're killing ourselves. Kevin, this is going to be a 30-minute edit. Yeah. You know what? We'll we'll do this at a different point at another name uh, reading. But we'll <laughs> go back to we'll go back to speed for the moment. Carewise Gamgee. <laughs> and I'm, you know I'm serious because I'm giving up the Lord of the Rings reference. Let it be known that K Kevin tapped out all of you who pledged to him. Yeah. <laughs> Swaggy Yellow Squire has the moves. If you want them, come back to the old factory on Main Street with $10,000 cash. No cops. Sounds good to me. Uh 
Yeah, that's cool. Cameron Hansen. Kieran McNamara. Diet Soda. Jackie Ledoux. Coleman Laguza. We did a good volley for a while, guys. Just want to say. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was down to keep going. <laughs> Lamb! He's really going. You're really trying to get those people to pledge to you. You know, it, it feels generally depressing that you're really reaching out to <laughs> no, them so no, hard. No, we said we were done. We said we were done. The deadly bulb with no, with nothing fun at it. <laughs> a pair of Scots. Ben Bohan. Matt, the half court warlock, bachelor. Levi Kidder. David Gray. Bryce Dieri. Matthew Brattato. Coxan callback. Coxan. <laughs> Coxan callback. Carbson. I am Cornholio. I need TP for my bunghole. Jonas and Evoldson. Calamity Carl. Bony. Germ Juice. Some of Chad's bird friends, we pledge our talons and sharpened beaks to Chad. Squaw. They don't need sharpening. They're so painful already. <laughs> well, they do have to, they need some calcium. All and right. Stuff to okay. keep them going. He's right. Nicholas Maloney. Nick Johnson. Burger's Wonderful World. Stephen Day. Eric Horwitz. Tiffany Lee. Dr. Egg Drop Soup Man. Thomas Jancis. Lucretia McEvil. Mutant Astronaut. Ryan Carroll. Jeremy Bowser. Henry Torbear. Adam Knapp. Ninja Breadman. Megan McCormick Mason. Peanutburg, level 69. Helodicus Frenchlin. Aaron Lord. Logan Derby. Brad Schmelzer. Dr. Chocula pledges every claw and fang under his command to Paul. That's at least 12. Doing the math. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah, check. Flush! Callum, Mr. Misfire West. Mandy Nasty. Skeletorin. Robotarena. <laughs> I just realized what it actually is. <laughs> Robotarena. Robotarena. <laughs> Yoplin. Philip Reynolds. SSJ Trogdor. Chicago Frank returns. Nate Bit G. Mr. Unimportant pledges this cool rock he found to whoever last trimmed their beard. Not me. I did it last week. Don't got one. I guess I get that cool rock. Ryan R. Davis. Scott Wable. Rocco. Josh Howell pledges his zealotry to whomever needs it most. Everyone. Zealotry for wow. all. See, I feel like I should take it all. That makes me more zealous. <laughs> Evan Bowen. <laughs> Mike. Spaghetti. Jones. Greg Mustow. Chris. Sean Astin masters the Gundam Death Scythe oh, Hell yeah. Amber by 311 AMP. Yeah. Second coolest Gundam in Gundam Wing. <laughs> Hi. First time, long time. Allie Rose. Sprinkle Buns. Soggy Newspapers. Chris Kulik. Dakota Kemp. John W. Hilda B. Saturn Video. Liam Rogers. Kiwio Flurb. Serial Killer X. Wade Norcross. Ollie Sutz. Kate the Great. Mike Hart. Cassandra Harris. Gulliver. Kit Bush. I love your music. <laughs> Benjamin Luther. Cyrusin. Dennis Wright. Jover the Moon. Edgars Crassus. Cameron Ganseveld. That last name was my favorite. Soap. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Big Nick Lane. <laughs> Kira and Brian are big fans. The Office of the Goblin Grader. Blake Badtime Havin' Cavin. Matt Scepter. Greg Gervasi, a.k.a. Vitazen. Dan Antonio. <laughs> Philip, OG, Quicksand Truther, and Blade Pledger Hamill. Kevin Cole to pay the toll for eating <laughs> booty hole tonight at 11. Just want to clarify that's whole W-H-O-L-E. He yeah, I, whole ate the, I ate the whole butt. I, I can't believe I ate the whole butt. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, once you pop. Anthony Rodriguez. B. 
Jeff Webb is still a big baby, but we both sincerely appreciate your well wishes. Alpaca acquaintance, DDS. S. Farah, Ernie. CM, Crystal Maiden. <laughs> Turaku, the thing that goes dunk in the anime. Dunk, dunk. Jesse. Chris Curdo. Cole Gleason. Spencer Y. <laughs> Tan, your hide. Jesse Boggs. Michael Malloy. James Stavernos. Bjarndeer. Kyle O'Neill. Chris, the official Goosebuds chronicler and Ledger Man Byers. Robert Holden. Grab Comics. Adam Brundle. Jonathan McKinnich. Anthony Stoker. Doglips Kajoyan. Gunnar Toland. Brony Danza. Mecca Obama. Max. Zindane. Wonderskin. Feels just like real skin. <laughs> Now on Paul's sentient my buddy doll. Oh God! <laughs> oh oh Lord. God! Horrific. <laughs> AKA Cyberbullet. <laughs> Blarbin pledges his insect glaive to Kevin. Thank you, my insect glaive children. <laughs> That's Neo, right? That has the insect glaive, or is that a uh, monster hu- monster hunter? Monster hunter, but <laughs> Neo probably monster too. Yeah. yeah, Neo can have anything. He just has to say insect glaives, and then a bunch. Just <laughs> no, N I O H, not Matrix Neo. Oh no, no we're saying the same thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Brandon Nichols can do that too. <laughs> Angelo Edward Longton Santone pledges the Holy Blade of Justice. Try and come against the Holy Blade of Justice. I don't care what you, your houses have. Christian God is real and has chosen Paul? <laughs> Melodies. Talene Joan. Bacon? Logan Kilgus. Bosferatu. Starship Nine. Funny. Caleb Snyder, Grandmaster of Spells and Enchantments, pledges his wizard, staff, and ancient tome to Paul. God Whoa! God Christian damn. God and Wizard God have both chosen Paul. <laughs> Pagan God and Christian God are on my side. For once they agree? Proper Spaceman? Lumo Nuva. Brian Udath. <laughs> oh, a tall glass of dumb bitch juice. Drink it up. Boppy of the Eastwood Unlockener of Worlds 3am sleep I love this name, I don't think I've read it before Nowhere Lucas <laughs> Brian Storo. And now we welcome to the Book of Names Book Officially of names. unofficial Ducks in public J.W. Z.B. What's going on with these initials y'all doing? <laughs> Colin Regan. Jessica Nicole is the last name in the book for this month. Welcome to the book of names. Get to know your name neighbors because you'll be hearing them forever. <laughs> Did we riff too much in this names? Not enough? Let us know. Let us know. Talk to us via your names or on the Patreon. We love you. We love you. Bye. Bye-bye. Love you. Goodbye. <laughs>